Hey there, Messy Minglers. Happy Wednesday. Welcome to Life, Faith, and Their Messy Mingling, where we tackle everyday life topics and intertwine them into our faith. Trying to reconcile the two together and make the most of this mess. I hope you all stick around and enjoy the ride. Hey y'all, how has this week treated you? It is so nice to be back chatting with you about life, faith, and their messy mingling. This week, we're going to talk about faith and confidence. And you know, there are so many avenues and roads we could go on when talking about the messy mingling of our faith with confidence. But today we're going to talk about how to be confident when you feel unseen. In the Christian world, it it's almost as if the moment you accept Jesus as Savior, you should have this magic confidence that we should walk around being fully confident and knowing that we are His and that we're saved and all the right Christianese things to say, right? But it's not like this magic fairy dust comes upon us the moment we say we believe in Jesus. Confidence is something we have to work towards. And confidence is seen and and acknowledged and felt and lived out in various capacities. And today we're specifically going to talk about how to remain confident when we feel unseen, when we feel like we're hidden in the darkness, but we're doing really good things, yet nobody's noticing. This this topic came about a lunch that I had with a friend when I first thought about talking about faith and confidence. This was not the road I was going to travel down. And then I had lunch with a girlfriend. And have you ever had lunch or coffee or talking to talk talked to a friend? And they start talking and you think everything that she is saying is what's in my head right now and what I'm experiencing. It was like I got out of my body and went and sat across this table and started talking to myself. So as she was talking and we were talking, we both acknowledged that we have a desire within ourselves to be seen. That desire has been with us since the time we were little. We are very similar A-type personalities. If you ask us to do something, we're going to do it and do it well, whether you notice or not. We're just driven individuals. And for us, I think we're competitive within ourselves and we want to do the right thing all the time and, and do the right work. But sometimes, man, when you're that type of person and you are uh, someone that people can rely on, and so they give you the job or they do the thing or they know that you're going to do it, they allow you to do the thing And they don't acknowledge it or see it because it's just expected of you. It's who you are. And so for us who who do those things and we have this, this desire to be seen, we get lost. We get lost in the feeling of insecurity and we devalue ourselves and what we're doing. And oftentimes we can fall into the trap of unworthiness. I don't know if you've ever been there where your confidence has been zapped because you just feel unseen. Maybe today you're a stay-at-home mom and you're folding laundry right now while you're listening to this podcast. And you're thinking, why does folding laundry matter? Nobody thanks me for it. It's a thankless job. It keeps coming back day after day, right? I was going to say week after week, but let's be real. If you have a family, the laundry comes back day after day. Or you're doing a ministry, something something wonderful for God, but nobody seems to be noticing or catching on. Or maybe you're just being obedient and you're taking steps to better yourself, which better the people around you, but they're not acknowledging it. They don't see it. Or God's not blessing you in that way because you are on something that you have worked so hard for. 
You're not getting the promotion. You're getting passed up on things at work. You're not being given certain responsibilities and you're feeling unseen or unnoticed. I think we've all been there and I think it's getting worse with this technical age. The world is all about being seen and being noticed. Viral videos are talked about on the news and on podcasts, and they they run the top story many times on our Yahoo news pages. They infiltrate our lives, these viral videos. People become YouTube famous because their videos went viral because they were seen. Our kids are following in, in the trap. How many of you have kids, and I can see so many mom's hands being raised right now, that say, when I grow up, I want to be a YouTuber. <laughs> they want to be a YouTuber because they want to be seen. They're watching these guys like Dan TDM, and I can name all of them, uh, that are on video being seen and being noticed for playing video games or opening boxes or playing with toys or eating food or building forts. How fun does that sound? You get to build a fort and you're seen. Not only are you seen, but you're seen as important. And your work is seen as valuable because you have millions of followers. You get to have a Nerf war like Dude Perfect, and that's seen as valuable work because 3 million people viewed the Nerf war video. When we think of it like that, isn't it an eye-opener how turned around this world is and what they value and what they see as worthy of praise and of follows and of likes and of views? Our confidence is not found in being seen, not being seen by this world, that is. I want to read to you out of Romans 5, 8. It says this, but God proves his love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. The world wants to tell us that we need to be noticed to matter, right? The world tells us we need to be noticed to matter. Our importance, our value, our worth, all of it, it's tied up in who notices, right? You could build a fort in a Home Depot with paper towel rolls and post it on YouTube. And all of a sudden you're seen as worthy because millions of people watched your video. Part of the reason why I don't want my kids to have social media is not because of the junk that's out there. They can find that junk anywhere. You go and play a video game. You go to your email. You go to the mall. You can see that junk out there. It's available whether they're on social media or not. Bullying is going to happen whether you're on social media or not. Obviously, it amplifies it, and I get it, and I'm not um, devaluing the issue. But one of the main reasons why I tell our boys, why my husband and I tell our boys no social media yet, is because we want them to build their confidence within themselves outside of likes and follows. We don't want them to be confident because they got 90 likes on a picture, That's not where their confidence lies. Their confidence doesn't lie in being seen by others. It lies in Christ. Same is true for you and me. God doesn't work this way. He doesn't work in the recognition. Think about all the disciples. You know, we think they're so famous, but they were tax collectors and fishermen and ordinary people, really marginalized people that got no notice. None. He didn't pick the guys that were famous, the Pharisees and the teachers of the law. He picked the fishermen. He picked the guy on the boat that nobody knew his name. They probably didn't even know he existed. God doesn't work in your value being tied up and being seen. 
He works in proving his love for us that you were so valuable to him that he sent his son down to die for you. Your confidence isn't found in being seen. Your confidence is found in the cross. While you were a sinner, while you were against him, while you weren't living for him, while you were an atheist or an agnostic, or you were a believer and you were living on a totally different road, God still saw you and he saw you as valuable enough to to send his son to die for you. Your confidence isn't found in being seen by this world. It's found in the cross. He sees you and me when no one else does. He notices the thing, things we do that matter when we get no accolades for it. So when you're folding that laundry, he sees that you're sacrificing your time and your energy to serve your family, which thus teaches your children to serve and to love others. And he sees that that matters. I guarantee you when we all get to heaven, that when Jesus talks to us about what we've done and not in in a condescending way, but in acknowledging what we've done for the kingdom of God, it's going to be those little moments that mattered most. The ones that went unseen that mattered, not the big spotlight moments. And it's so easy to get wrapped up in that because that's the world and that's our culture right now. It's so much more difficult to live in the ordinary and find value and meaning and worth there. But that's where it's found. Being seen by this world, it's fleeting. Living fully in confidence in Christ, living out what you're doing in your day-to-day life, that is sustainable. Our confidence is not tied up in being seen. Our confidence is tied up in Christ. Now you are the body of Christ and each one of you is a part of it. That's found in 1 Corinthians 12, 27. You are a part of something. You're a part of something and you don't even realize it. None of us truly understand the brevity of our lives in the grand scheme of this giant puzzle that's happening on the earth today. You are a part of something. You are a part of something bigger than yourself where your everyday moments matter even when they're not seen by the world or by your husband or by your kids or your friends or your mom. You matter and you play a pivotal role in this story that's playing out right now. 1 John 3, 1 and 2 says this, See what great love the Father has lavished on us, that we should be called children of God. And that is what we are. The reason the world does not know us is that it did not know him. I love the latter half of this ver- these verses, and that is what we are. We are children of God, so we stand firm in it. That's where our confidence lies, knowing that you are a child of God. And the reason why the world doesn't acknowledges, uh, acknowledge that as important and as a way to be seen is because they don't know him. And so the world turns to this other way of being fulfilled, right? We know all this in our head. We know that our confidence lies in Christ, but getting it to our heart is difficult because our heart wants to feel good. And sometimes being a child of God is hard and challenging and an uphill climb. And so the world says, well, that's not where you find your value and worth. That's too hard. That doesn't feel good. Come over here. 
and do these things that will get you noticed and that's going to feel good and that's going to build your confidence. But what happens when those viewers go away and they get distracted by the next best thing? Where does your confidence lie then? If you want a steady confidence, not meaning that you're ever never going to have insecurities again, but if you want a steady confidence, it has to be found in knowing that you are a child of God. And because you're a child of God, he sees you. Think about it if you're a parent. Even when your kids are out of your sight, you still see them to some capacity, right? You could probably stop right now and think about your kid and pretty much know where they're at right now or what they're doing, even if they're grown, because you know your kids so well that you see them. That's how God sees you. You are a child of God, and that's where your confidence lies. Because the moment the next viral video comes out, you're going to be unseen. And if your confidence is tied up in being seen, then you're going to feel devalued and unworthy the moment the next guy comes in and steals your spotlight. Our confidence cannot be shaken when we realize and and believe that our confidence is tied up in his love. We can't just realize it. We can't just know it. We have to, we have to believe that our confidence is tied up in his love. That while we were against him, while we didn't know him, he sent his son down to die for us. So that we may be a child of God. So that we may be seen and we may be known by the God of the universe. Your confidence doesn't have to waver. It can stay steady. It doesn't have to tank when the next person comes in and steals a show. It's not tied up in likes or follows or whether people notice or not. What you're doing matters. And it matters because it matters to him. It's so easy for us to feel unseen, especially in our day and age when life seems like it's all about who is discovered next, which video is going to go viral, who's going to matter because they got noticed. If we live in that way and in that realm, then we're going to find ourselves feeling really insecure most of the time. And I don't know about you, but that's not the way that I want to live my life here on earth. In order to know that what we're doing matters, even the boring, mundane, to-do list, crossing stuff, in order to know that what we're doing matters, we need to know that it matters to him. Tying that kid's shoe, taking the trash out, buying groceries for your family, going to that job that you may not enjoy all the time, that matters. Even when you don't get a thank you or an accolade, Our confidence isn't found and isn't tied up in being seen. Thank God, literally, thank God that our confidence isn't tied up in being seen. What a disaster of a race to have to run if that's where our confidence lied. Our confidence lies in knowing about his unfailing love. And not just knowing his unfailing love, but but believing in it leaving in it so firmly that our confidence can't be shaken because our confidence is found in knowing that we're a child of God and knowing that we were loved before we even knew him. Your confidence isn't tied up in being seen. Your confidence, it's found in the cross. 